Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yay! Hello! I'm so excited for more The Uncanny Counter. (laughs) This be a real good drama. Yeah. I like this drama. Yes. So do I. We are starting 2021 out on a good note, drama-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm into it. I dig it. Mm-hmm. But before we jump in, how about we keep some house? <laughs> please. Uh, uh, yeah. So please uh, rate and review the podcast wherever you can rate and review. Five stars, please. Nothing lower than five. Please. I will, I will text Caitlin and say, someone gave us below five stars. Sad emoji. Why? <laughs> I think last time I told you, like, I guess they didn't like our comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand our comedy. No, yeah. Our comedic wit. Our quit. Our wit. Quit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, if you don't like our comedy then please don't give us a review. (laughs) It's okay Uh, if you don't like us, just don't tell us. Please. (laughs) If you have some, like, very thoughtful, constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. uh, you can email us at okdramapodcast at gmail.com or... Or Instagram us. Yeah. At okdramapod. Yeah, there was one person who I had a great conversation with and she said that um, we were too harsh on the detective on Bong Soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, we probably were. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so maybe now we know maybe not to be as harsh uh-huh. for characters. You know, that's maybe somebody else's favorite character that we're being really harsh with. Um, so try to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. If they're a good character, like if they're a good person, you know, not a butthole. Yeah, not like not some of these demons. Hard. Oh my god. And just like shitbag humans. Like, yeah. get into fights. Fucking go home and do your homework or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later, but like, god damn. Do your homework. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so yeah, like, hang out with us on the internet. Tell us who your favorite characters are on Twitter mm-hmm. at OK Drama Pod. Chat with Jill at OK Drama Podcast on mm-hmm. Instagram. And you can go to our website, okdrama.com. And it has like all the links to everything. And we have affiliate links with Tebak Box and Fashion Chingu. So if you want to mm-hmm. do a little spendy spend, treat yourself to some nice Korean inspired or korean like fashion things home bits Mm -hmm. k-pop stuff yeah i'm getting that manuel little denim money outfit do it fashion chingo you can't do it (laughs) i've i've added a few things to my cart with from fashion chingo and then i'm like no 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 i can't (laughs) i don't know why i like but then guys i don't know if we talked about it last podcast but 
Jill finally bought me, not finally, like it was up to you, but like, <laughs> I've, I've been told to buy it for you and I just now got it. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm finally in possession of a Bong Soon sweatshirt. Jill, like, very generously bought it for me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm like really pumped to wear that. Yeah, whenever you do try it on, you should do like a little cute photo shoot and post the pictures on our Insta. Maybe. So people can see you in your cute little bong bong hoodie. Should I do like a little bong bong cosplay and like recreate one of her looks? Yeah, and then like hold Alex above your head. (laughs) (laughs) Photoshop Alex above your head. (laughs) Get a picture of him just like laying on the sofa looking at Spurs Twitter. And then Photoshop <laughs> being healthy. Okay. So ridiculous. This is becoming more elaborate than, <laughs> than I want to dedicate my time to, but... I will, I will do some poorly Photoshopped photos for you. Okay, well, I'll send you the rough cuts and you can <laughs> okay. put them together. Wonderful. Uh, okay. I think that was basically... Oh, our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Guys, we are covering... Kim's Convenience, mm-hmm. and To All the Boys. Yes. I love before those two series, well, you know, a series of movies and a TV mm-hmm. series. And we will have some new dramas coming up. I believe I'm going to be doing a legal drama with Cousin David, and Andrew and Jill are maybe going to do another horror Spook. spooky drama. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. If you want to become one of our patrons, that is. Mm-hmm. And we have an Etsy where we have cute stickers and pins and patches and all the cute stuff for mm-hmm. a pretty affordable price. Yeah, all the little cuties. Mm-hmm. That Jill designed. Mm-hmm. Andrew did some too, though. And Andrew. I was just like, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> so... Finger hearts. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I'm excited to talk about uh, yes. the Uncanny Counter. We should uh, jump right in here. Okay. All right. So we have episode three, mm-hmm. the Uncanny, un- uncounty, the uncanny Counter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the little description says, Lim Ju Yon and Kim Wung Min notice something is different about Moon. Gamo Tak heads to the police station for answers about his forgotten past. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Solmon and his gang head towards the evil spirit, but they make it clear that he should follow their lead and not get ahead of himself since this is his first really evil spirit, and they were saying, like, this is probably, like, a level three dude. Mm-hmm. So we gotta watch out. Mm-hmm. Um... They eventually find the site where the spirit is, and it was all thanks to Soulmoon, actually, who, like, found out, like, oh, he's holding, like, this type of thing in his hand, like, whatever fucking pipe he had. I remember mm-hmm. what it was. Like a chisel thing. Yes, yeah, and then he, like, turned that around and looked for, like, fucking blacksmiths in the area and stuff and, like, found the location. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's just a smart kid. Yeah, he's and like, were, I know how to use Google or yeah, Korean and they were Google. Like, they were like, what's Google? <laughs> What is that thing you're doing? Uh Um, So they were able to find the site, and the team splits up to find him. So Moon is supposed to stay behind to keep watch. 
But he sees some of the territory lights pop up, and suddenly he starts to sense where that evil spirit is. Mm-hmm. Then he finds the evil spirit brutally beating a man and his daughter, question mark? Yeah, it sounds, a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's the little girl that he was walking with earlier, uh-huh. in, like the end of the last episode. It seems like, from what the dad was saying, like the father hired that guy to work there and Mm -hmm. everything was fine and he was going to, like, celebrate by, like, cooking or something. Mm -hmm. And so the little girl trusted him and was walking home or whatever and then the guy just decided, well, I'm going to kill him now. Mm -hmm. Tonight's tonight. Yeah. After I eat some fucking Korean barbecue or something, whatever they were barbecuing out there. (laughs) He's like, you're too happy. I'm like, (laughs) guy, really? He's like, I loved this lineup. You're in debt. Why are you so happy? I'm like, ouch. Should none of us be happy? (laughs) I can't be happily in debt. Um, So So Moon sees what's happening, and he starts to fight him. And then he sees the spirit's memory, because he, like, touches his skin. Mm -hmm. And he sees the memory of that man killing the couple that has been missing. And we saw them in the last episode where the girl was handing out flyers, like, mm-hmm. frantically. Mm-hmm. And he took the flyer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So So Moon becomes so overcome with rage and fear and just disbelief that this man did this to this, this poor, beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. And he starts to beat the spirit, but the spirit overpowers him and eventually runs away with the girl. Uh, the team catches up to So Moon and he fills them in on the situa- situation. Mayok stays behind to heal the victims, because she's got such an amazing fucking power, mm-hmm. um, while the other three try to find the spirit. Mutak finds the spirit and the girl with the help of Moon, who, like, jumped up top some, like, really tall Pagoda. thing and was able to spot him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Motuf, Motok finds the spirit with the help of Moon and saves the girl right before the spirit tries to crush her under a giant fucking stone. So terrible. And I know, like, all the ways you're going to kill this girl, you're just going to drop a giant stone on her? Holy shit. I know. I this this <laughs> These two episodes, I'm like, I, I've never seen someone do that. Like, Are you talking to, about the end of the next episode? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. So he was about to crush this poor little girl with a giant stone, but Mutak got it, and he was, like, underneath it. Mm-hmm. And this guy is, like, kicking his legs to try to, like, fuck him up. And it's yeah. it's it's intense. It's really yeah. crazy. Um, so Moon has to fight the spirit alone as Hana is now stuck helping Motok to like, lift up that large stone, Mm -hmm. because this guy, at this point, really can't do it on his own. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the territory activates, and Soulmoon starts beating the the shit out of the spirit, and it's, like, crazy, like, he is going to town. Mm -hmm. He's just, like, it's his fucking punching bag. Mm -hmm. Um, Motok stops Soulmoon before he kills the spirit, and the team tells him to escort the evil spirit and the deceased souls to the afterlife. Um, and so they tell him, like, put his hand on his heart, then your hand there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it does that ugly thing again where the head's, like, shaking back and forth, and you're, like, seeing the real person and then the evil spirit. It's yeah. always just gross and creepy to me. And the evil spirits are always, like, really ugly. Like, not that they're, like, one... Ugly people. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just, like, kind of 
gremlin-y. They're like, Ugh. Yeah, the I don't way know. they're like moving and their eyes and they're just like grimacing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really creepy. Um, Wigan then sentences the evil spirit to the eternal prison, which seems like really disgusting. Like, yeah, muddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like muddy and foggy and you see like shadowy muddy people start to come up uh-huh. and they just like pull him down Ugh, yeah so i guess like when you're a really really shitty evil spirit you go there you get dragged into the mud and you just drag in other evil spirits yeah that's it was gross it was an ugly scene you mm-hmm. just see all these like wet muddy bodies yeah there's like a similar thing in harry potter but they're in like a lake so it's just water Mm. Um, but the mud adds like an additional layer of like I'm not just you can't gonna even drown. see their faces. Yeah, if it's just like bleh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember that in Harry Potter, but I haven't seen Harry Potter stuff in so fucking long. Yeah, <laughs> I should watch again. He also gets to um, help take the the couple to the afterlife, and that was really sweet to just like watch them, mm-hmm. and they're just like, where are we? Yeah. Oh. Okay. But, it like, they seemed totally fine with it. They weren't, like, freaking out or anything. It was just, like, sweet and sad mm-hmm. to watch that. Yeah. And they were, like, well, I don't know if this is now or if this is later when they were talking about, um, I guess it must be later when they were talking about their daughter and, like, how this is, like, the first time they went exercising. Yeah. They, they, they talk about that later. Yes. It's just, like, so shitty. Yeah, because right before they leave, the uh-huh. wife, like, runs back to him and is like, wait, mm-hmm. I need you to do something for me. And yeah. we don't hear back from her again until later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so after someone comes back, Mutak explains that if he kills an evil spirit, both the evil spirit and the innocent souls are lost forever, which fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Plus, he has to deal with the earthly consequences of killing someone. So just like the person whose body is being inhabited by the evil spirit has to face consequences, so would he. Mm-hmm. She's like really interesting. Like you're dealing with spirit consequences and rules, and of this earth consequences and rules. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, but yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like, you know, he doesn't get a free pass just because mm-hmm. he's like. A kind of grim reaper like <laughs> totally yeah um so the gang cleans up cleans up the mess they erase people's memories they call the cops um and then they have a sweet little moment and someone reveals that his parents were also police officers and mutak is silently shook and he's just like they were mm-hmm. what was your dad's name and then he tells him so guan and that's when Motok is like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I know that name. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, his eyes get all big and he's just mm-hmm. frozen. And sweet little Sun is just like dra- daydreaming about how his sweet little parents were mm-hmm. officers. And just like he's really proud that he's helped out in this way. Um, and then on the way home, Sun reveals that he promised the spirit couple that he would talk to their daughter and deliver some information. Mm-hmm. But Mayok forbids it. Um, and this is like a family moment because they're kind of like arguing in the car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I said no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> yeah, because even um, Hana's like, I can help. Mm-hmm. I can like 
whatever. And she's like, I said no. It's yeah. not happening. We're not doing this. <laughs> Shut them all up. Mm. Um, da, da, da. So the team ends up falling asleep while Motok drives. And Hana ends up re- reading Somun's memories as she, like, softly puts her hand on his. Mm-hmm. And she's shocked when she realizes that Somun's parents were most likely murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think someone thinks it was just a car accident, like yeah. a tragedy. Yeah, but... what he like remembers or uh-huh. what he's what he's telling himself he remembers. Oi. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then get a flashback of Motok waking up in the hospital and not remembering anything, and also fighting with his spirit partner. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have any of his belongings, but he finds Sogon's business card in his jacket pocket. And he's kept it all these years. He's like seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, someone starts living his best life at this point. New fresh day. Mm-hmm. He's just this high school boy that can walk. <laughs> and he's he's secretly running around, jumping, fucking... Parkour. Yep, exactly. Uh, and he also starts to stand up to the school bullies, which draws more attention towards him. Mm -hmm. Um, His friends end up confronting him, and he opens up that his life has basically become a comic book, like the comic they've been writing. Mm -hmm. But he can't explain why or how this is happening. And his friends are just, like, really happy. They they watch him walk without his um, little crutch, Mm -hmm. and they just start crying, and they're just so proud and happy. They're so sweet. So sweet. I know. Yeah. And um, I have a side uh-uh. note. Uh-huh. I love how Juyon proves how close they are. Because he does, he's like not telling them at first. And she's uh-huh. like, you have to tell us because this, this, and this. And she says, we we all ate cake together after my first period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, my God. But they are close, I guess. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Um. Then we have, like, some more shitty bully stuff that happens, and ugh, these people just fucking suck, man. I know. Um, I hate these bullies. They're, Kore- like, Korean they're school awful. bullies are really intense. Are they really like that? I don't know. Because I, I hope feel like not. American bullies, like, um, or in TV, mm-hmm. American bullies are just, like, shoving you into a locker, or, like, mm-hmm. more... Uh, like cyber bullying. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh huh. Whereas these kids are like beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, and no one does anything. Oof. Yeah. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. So they end up like little bully things happen. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They're still doing good, and then they all start to ride bikes after school, and it's exciting because Somun has never really ridden a bike because mm-hmm. of his leg, and so he's really happy about it. But there's a scary encounter with a truck. And then he almost gets hit, and he has a major panic attack, and he apparently hasn't had a panic attack like this in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But he does have his fear of trucks, I think. Yes. Mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Those, those big trucks, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, back at the noodle shop, Motak, Hana, and Mayok talk about the accident that killed Somun's parents. Motak realizes that Somun's parents died the exact same night he went into a coma. Mm-hmm. The team starts to theorize that it probably wasn't a coincidence. I agree. I'm loving the storyline of like. I know it's crazy. I know. Uh, Jung Mool shows up to meet Somun and also show off his fancy car, and Somun's like really excited because he's like, "It's like 007." Yeah, so cool. He's like, "You seen those movies?" (laughs) 
Um, Jiang Mule gives him his counter card and a device that disrupts CCTV cameras and basically says he's the team's sugar daddy, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh-huh. Um, and also, it seems dangerous to give a kid a counter card where you're like, mm, there's no limit. Yeah. But did you see at the end, he was like, you have to report all your expenses at yes. the end of the year. <laughs> yes. But that's still, like, so tempting. Like, oh, yeah. An unlimited sure. card. Are you kidding me? Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Sugar Daddy. Yes. <laughs> um, And then you have another little side oh, note. Yes. I love... Okay, I'm just, like, loving Mayok even, like, more and more. Mm-hmm. Every episode. And I love how she tells Hana she doesn't have to be the one to get Changmul coffee. Because basically, like, <laughs> as soon as he strides in, he's like, hey, get me a coffee. And she's mm-hmm. like, do you know what year it is? Like, you can't, like, you shouldn't expect her to get you coffee, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. I thank love you, that Mom. character. <laughs> I love this actress in this role so much more than in Goblin. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Whew. What a nightmare in Goblin. I know. I'm glad she had such few lines in Goblin uh-huh. and has so many more <laughs> as this character. Yes. Good grief. Um, all right. So Motak gets a ride from Jung Yul to the police station. And Motak fills out an application to review his case and someone's parents' case. But they both come back like fishy and weird and he just doesn't understand what's happening with these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, I think. His said that he committed suicide. Yeah. And someone's parents said, like, that someone's dad was driving drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, and they he, blamed it on them, basically. Yeah, and, like, he knows, mm-hmm. based off of what Hana said, that there were at least two people there. Mm-hmm. And they, like, saw it, and they, like, said, like, oh, yeah, they're both dead. Mm-hmm. It's taken care of. Yeah, and, like... Motok had like stab wounds in his mm-hmm. stomach, and he, he was like, "No sense." Does this look like a suicide? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insane. Yeah. Um. So he can clearly tell that the detectives tried to cover something up. He doesn't know what, mm-hmm. but he demands to talk to the detective who filed the reports, who is Kim Jong Young, uh, the no nonsense female detective that we met in like episode one. Yay! I'm happy she's back. Yes, back, 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 back again. Mm-hmm. Um, while Motok waits to talk to Kim Jong-yong, he briefly sees a man who was there the night he died. And so we get a flashback of him up on the roof mm-hmm. of them, like, fighting. But I don't think it really clicks as to who that guy is. Right. Um, <clears throat> and the man is now slash was previously a wanted drug abuser slash sexual assaulter. He's like a piece but, of shit. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow he's walking, like, side by side with, like, another detective, just, like, shooting the shit and just having a fucking great day, mm-hmm. freely roaming around. And he's like, that's weird. Like, he's on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what? What's happening? What kind of police station is this? <laughs> um, Kim Jong-young is pissed about the corruption at the station and is shocked when Motuk wants to meet with her. And he gives her a hard time, and she eventually just, like, walks away. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for this fucking woman. Because mm-hmm. she's working with such shitty people. Oh, yeah. Like, what a fucking shitty environment where you're supposed to be taking care of people and doing a good job, and everyone and everything is so corrupt. Like, 
fuck. Yeah, and they're, like, fucking actively mean to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would ask for a transfer. Absolutely. Immediately. And they give her, like, later on they give her a little intern guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Newbie. But it seems like she always works alone, which yeah. sucks even more, I guess. Or, I don't know, maybe she likes to be alone, but, like, also she doesn't have help, so, like... Mm-hmm. She can't get anything done, which is exactly what they want. Uh-huh. So shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, so Somun and Hana go to visit the daughter of the hikers, and Hana helps Somun relay the spirit's message to the daughter, and it's so sweet, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's telling her, like, you bought us these clothes so we can finally go hiking and be fit, and you probably blame yourself and think, like, it's because of you this happened and it didn't, blah, 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 we love mm-hmm. you, you're our daughter, yada yada and she's just like fucking bawling mm-hmm. it's so sweet and so sad yeah um and then uh the episode seems like it's about to end on this really sweet wonderful note but then someone gets a video call from his friends um and then he's shocked to see that both of his besties have been beaten up by the mayor's son mm-hmm. and his friends and he's egging him on to come and save his friends before they die so she's like holy shit like one you've already gotten your ass kicked all of y'all mm-hmm. why are you like trying this again fucking give it up like mm-hmm. jesus it's crazy and yeah. the level the level that they go with like beating people up and just like being so shitty is terrible i know it's like can you not use that like level of passion <laughs> and organization for something good like yeah Jesus. again go fucking do your homework or something i don't know mm-hmm. fucking get a hobby yeah beating people up is not a hobby and if you want to beat people up then maybe fucking i don't know be a wrestler <laughs> yeah like do taekwondo or yeah just do something yeah. where you can let that fucking Boxing. shitty energy out and like not actually hurt people that don't deserve to be hurt I don't yeah, know. these, like, innocent little dorks. Like, come on. And a girl. Yeah. A sweet little girl. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it ends on that note, and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we also see Mutak, like, how Mutak became a counter. Mm-hmm. And him trying to figure out his past and his little spirit person in him getting pissed because he's questioning things and trying mm-hmm. to find out what happened to himself and she's like she leaves his body mm-hmm. and is like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna let you fucking die yeah unless you fucking stop with this shit she's <laughs> stop intense. looking at the past yeah. i know she's scary all the other ones seem like sweet mm-hmm. but she's like fucking no nonsense yeah i feel like they fit each other but mm-hmm. Cause she, he can like give it back to her, but yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's. I think it's funny that there's a little boy too. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who I guess is Hana's, right? Because um, the I young so. guy, the young guy is Mayok's. Uh huh. Yeah. He almost. It seems I don't know. He seems almost like a son to her. It was weird. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, something about the fourth episode when they like communicated. Uh huh. I don't know if I, like, read subtitles wrong, but I was like, wait, that's her son? I thought the same thing. I don't know they why. Also, they also look alike, sort of. And then, like, 
when they were both up there and they were talking uh-huh. about everything that happened, like, they just, he kind of looked at her like, good job, mom. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder if he is, they must have something going on. Because she did mention her son. Uh-huh. But, like, obviously her son isn't there now, so. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Intriguing. We will. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the end of episode three. Episode four, I feel like, is even crazier. Uh, yeah, because now we're getting even more corruption. And yes. it's going all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. It always does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, episode four. In a confrontation with violent bullies, Moon loses control over his rage and must face the consequences. Motok is reunited with his old cell phone. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's just like a funny way to phrase that (laughs) yeah reunited with his old cell phone (laughs) okay they maybe could have said like he is or like he finds a piece of his past or a puzzle yeah his past it just sounds funny like reunited (laughs) like lost love yeah I feel like I would say um like, Motok digs deeper into his, not troubling, yeah, Motok digs deeper into his mysterious past with the mm-hmm. help of an unexpected <laughs> cell phone, cell phone <laughs> of an unexpected tip or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, a little bit more mystery. <laughs> okay, so episode four... Um, kind of rewinds back a little bit from episode mm-hmm. three. We're getting the perspective of the bullies. And they, you know, are doing their bully thing. They're, like, really intense. It almost looks like they're trying to be, like, fucking West Side Story, like, with <laughs> barrels of fire and shit. <laughs> like, yes. Like, guys. Okay, anyway. Um, and they have pipes, and they kidnapped, um... So Moon's cute little baby friends and like Ung Min is like <laughs> just let just let the girl go. Like why is she here? Like she's mm-hmm. done nothing wrong. And I'm wondering because I think the mayor's son bully was like get the girl. And I'm wondering if he met Hana and not um Yes. What's her name? Is her name Junbian? Junyon. Junyon, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was wondering if, like, she wasn't even supposed to be there because yeah. there's, like, two girls in So Moon's life. But anyway, she's there. Poor baby gets knocked out with one hit to her face. <laughs> and her glasses are crushed, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they're there and the other bullies are like hey we should probably cool it because like i don't want to kill anyone mm-hmm. and like this isn't accomplishing anything mm-hmm. so then uh the mayor kid bully kid mayor the mayor's kid um <laughs> calls so moon and that's kind of where we're up to speed so he goes there and he like loses his shit and he like tries to de-escalate the situation but they're not having it and so they just like start coming at him and 
he beats them up, and I think the territory lights pop up, mm-hmm. so he's, like, going to town. It's shocking that he didn't, like, kill some of these kids, because, like... Yeah. He could... He and they were, like... easily could have. They were, like, coming at him with, like, little torches, too. Yeah, like, hot pipes. Like, like what they had... the fuck? I know, like, it was intense. It was way too much for high school bullying so many of them yeah there were like at least 10 i feel like what is wrong with the school that there are so many bullies (laughs) yeah that administration needs to be looked at my god like you know in a school in a grade level there's usually like i don't know two or maybe like a small clique of little buttholes Uh uh-huh but not like that fucking many (laughs) yeah and not like at that level of intensity and fuckery yeah it's crazy crazy Ugh. um God. so yeah Wigan senses that Somun is in danger and she's like Somun's in danger he might kill someone <laughs> help help and she's like kind of fading in and out uh-huh. and then the other young spirit people start contacting their humans to help Somun so the Noodle Gang races over to help Somun, and thankfully Motok is able to talk him down before he, like, actually seriously injured someone or, like, killed anyone. Like, it seems like the most he did was, like, break a couple noses and break a couple bones, yeah. but, like, everyone is basically okay. So, Somun says he'll take responsibility for his actions because he's, like, no, we can't keep erasing people's memories because then, like, nothing gets solved. Like, this needs to be addressed. hmm So, the gang hears the cop sirens, and they're like, we gotta bounce. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically they can't undo any of the damage that was done. They leave, and they're all, like, really worried for Somun. And Motok especially is pissed, because he's like, what's he fucking supposed to do, like... Because mm-hmm. I think Mayok is like, I don't know, like, this is kind of bad, this is serious. And they're just kind of frustrated that technically Somun didn't really do anything wrong. Because, like, he wasn't the aggressor or anything. Yeah. But it's just, like, a really shitty situation. Yeah, I like how, I don't remember which of them was, if it was Matak or Mayok. But they were like, should we pretend to be his parents? Oh, yeah. <laughs> show up. And they're like, us? What? <laughs> yeah, I think that was Motok. Like, should I be his dad? <laughs> Which is really sweet. Like, yeah. they're such a sweet little weird family mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So, the cops come and they bring everyone back to the school. Which I think is interesting. And I feel like I've seen this in other dramas. Like, everyone just reconvenes at the school. Like... Mm-hmm. If if you're a child, like, you have to go to your school for punishment. Interesting. I don't know if that's just, like, a thing for that the they do of... in dramas. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's a location. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. So, everyone's at the school. Uh, like, and the parents of the bullies are showing up. And poor little Somun, like, he only has his grandparents who mm-hmm. are, like, not in a great spot to, like, come defend their grandson. hmm And some of these kids have, like, really wealthy parents. And, like, at first, people can't believe that he did it on oh their... Oh, my God. On his the parents. Own. <laughs> okay, that's, like, a number Why one reason. Sh- 
my son wouldn't kill an ant. How is he supposed to be a bully? <laughs> what? Fuck those people. Like, that is the reason I wouldn't want to be a teacher. Like, I cannot no, deal fucking, with parents. Oh, my God. We have to, um, like, bother parents right now because, you know, most kids are at home. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, like, showing up and, like, turning things in, like, you have to let them know. Uh-huh. I fucking hate doing it, and I emailed a bunch of parents letting them know, like, hey, your kid hasn't been here, and this is, like, what this means, yada, 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 Mm -hmm. and this one mom replied, and she's like, I don't understand how this is happening. He doesn't have this problem for any other class but your class. I've already told him to start taking photos when he enters class. I don't know what the problem is. And then um, <laughs> I had to, like, contact attendance, and I asked for his, like, attendance. Uh-huh. And he's missed every single class. And so I sent her that whole thing, and I was like, um, no, ma'am, sorry. He's missed every class. <laughs> I'm not sure why they haven't contacted you, but, mm. But shrug you think, emoji. Like, like you, think, you think I want to fucking waste my time calling you parents? Like, fuck no. I have much more important things to do and much more fun things to do yeah than fucking makeup lies like god damn these people that's what these fucking parents are but just like rich fucks yeah who just We're think like... that they're little shitheads and angel uh-huh Ugh. and like honestly they're acting out probably because you're a shitty parent who like mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. give them attention yep <sighs> god anyway so it's like a bad situation basically these parents are harassing so moon for beating up their kids until the best when moment punches him oh yeah <laughs> so shitty like he that's like an adult assaulting a minor yeah absolutely so Gosh. our favorite sugar daddy comes with <laughs> hana and he's like i'm so moon's guardian <laughs> <laughs> And he's, like, really eccentric looking, and, like, he's really cool, not like these, like, super stuffy looking rich parents. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, more wealthy than all of these people, probably combined. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he shows up with, like, evidence from the crime scene, and he's like, look, this was fucking premeditated, like, look at all of these weapons that your kids had. And then he, like, looks at the cops, and he's like, you guys did a great job with the crime scene. Like, look at all this fucking evidence you left behind. And they're like... Why did we have to go and do this? Why did we have to pick up the evidence? Yeah. And so he's like, take the fingerprints. And basically he's like, no. Like, someone didn't do anything wrong. He's a sweet little angel baby. And he was basically just acting in self-defense because he was like... Your shitty sons were beating up his friends. Mm-hmm. And then, like, going after him. So what was he supposed to do? And then, of course, everybody starts to back down because Zhang Mu is rich. And, like, that's all anyone cares about is not upsetting rich people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Zhang Mu also punches that same dad. Oh, yeah. Which was wonderful. Yes. For and sure. the dad's like, I can't believe he hit me. <laughs> like, no shit, you hit a 17-year-old. Yeah, like, what's the matter with you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then Min and Juyan show up, and they're like, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> and so, 
Basically, uh, Jungmul urges Soemoon to head home and promises to sort everything out for him. And he's like, I got this. Like, just go home and rest. Like, you did a good job. And I just wish I had a Jungmul in my life to, mm-hmm. like, pay for me and get me out of... Like, I'm never really in a tight spot, but if I ever was... It'd be nice to know he was there. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. So Soemoon heads home. And thankfully, his grandma is having a good day. Like, she remembers everything. And, like, her and grandpa even went out and had, like, a little date at the (laughs) um, fucking church. (laughs) (laughs) Where they prayed for So Moon, uh, which was kind of sweet. But uh, they were, like, so worried. Because they're like, we got a phone call from your school. And he's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And it was really sad because they were like, do people bully you? And he's Mm. like, no, it's fine. Like, I think that's another thing. Like, if I was a parent, if someone was mean to my kid, I would feel so sad. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be mean to my kid. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, just hoping that, like, my kid's not the asshole. But, like, yeah. uh, Anyway. Um, So, at the church, they were, like, praying for someone. And he's like, hey, guys, look, I can walk. And, like, they all... (laughs) (laughs) um and they cry and everyone's happy and it's like a good night Mm -hmm. it ends on a good note so then we cut to a sweaty workout scene from motok and he's just like really focused on figuring out what happened what his story is Mm -hmm. and may oak is kind of brainstorming with him but she's like I know you're frustrated, but you gotta stop. Like, you're just gonna get into trouble. Like, just focus on being a counter. We've got a good thing going. It's fine. But he can't shake his frustration, and he wants to know how his past is connected to Somun. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Because it kind of seems like he didn't really have any leads up until this point, and so mm-hmm. he was just kind of, like, biding his time. But now that he has something to go off of, like... He wants to get it done. Yeah. So. Then we cut to a bunch of shady shit going down at the police station. (sighs) Like you said, this police station is the worst. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so for one, the mayor's son gets released and his record is covered covered up to help his dad's image. And, like, his dad's secretary is, like... Get out of here. And this little motherfucker was going to, like, post on Instagram, like, I'm in prison. Or I'm in jail. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, obviously a cry from help from for help from yes. this kid. Like, how shitty his life is. Like, yeah, his dad is rich and his dad is the mayor, but, like, his life fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, no one is giving him any positive or negative attention. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like... Either they have this uh, thing in Sky Castle where one of the, like, the little girl who actually plays, uh, is it Junmyeon? Why can't I remember her name? Junyeon. Juyeon. Okay, I think Junmyeon is the name of one of the guys in EXO. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's confusing. Juyeon. Okay. So yeah, so the actress that plays Juyeon was in Sky Castle and in her, she had, a, like, a storyline where she would steal stuff from a convenience store. 
and, like, her and her friends wouldn't even, like, eat the stuff. They would just, like, uh, litter, I guess. Like, they would just go on top of a roof, and they would, like, crush it and just, like, throw it in the air. And they're like, ha, like, we're acting out. Uh. But they realize, or so one of the other moms is like, oh, shit, like, I should stop her. But then we see that her mom was paying off the convenience store owner so that she would basically let her daughter shoplift. Uh, or let her daughter think that she was right. shoplifting. But, oh, my God. Exactly. And, like, she would pay the guy to, like, cover up the security cameras and, like, not press charges. And the little girl starts crying. And she's like, I want, like, I need to know that you care about me. Like, mm-hmm. you're just, like, letting me do all this shit. And, like, you don't even care. Like, all you care is that I'm not getting in trouble. Like, yeah. So, it's, like, heavy stuff. Anyway. So. ba 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 Uh, Mayor Sun. Number two shady thing at the police station. The police released that criminal again, this time for rape charges. I mean, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? And the other detective's like, no, don't worry about it. Because, like, it was his girlfriend. It was just a misunderstanding. I fucking Mm -hmm. hate that. Like, Mm -hmm. you piece of shit. Um... And I didn't write down his name, and I feel like he's going to come up later, so I should probably figure out his name, but I'm just going with shitty criminal for now. (laughs) Perfect. Um, And three, Kim Jong-young gets a new recruit guy, but is also pissed at the chief for all the shady shit going down at the station, so she takes Motok's old phone and is like, fuck everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like... Fuck this place. Yeah. She's gone rogue. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Motak and Chung Young uh, meet up, and he's, like, really surprised when she gives him his phone, and she tells him to take it to a non-police forensics expert to go through the old data, because she's like, basically, your phone's broken, but now, with, like, modern technology, we can, like, get into it and, like, see what's saved on the hard drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, ba ba ba. So, she also reveals that they used to be a couple, but says he should stay away from the station and just let the past go. She's, like, here, but, like, you need to be on the down low and, like, just, you know, we Mm -hmm. can't keep talking, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I think is interesting that she gave him his phone, but, like, I guess he said, like, he would cause a ruckus if she didn't, but... Anyway, and, like, when he learns that they were a couple, he's like, what? Okay. (laughs) Have you been waiting for me? Yeah. She's like, no, not anymore. (laughs) Which is sad. Um, (laughs) So, then we see the spirits in Young are concerned about someone's emotional behavior, and Giran, which is Motok's intense spirit woman, pushes (laughs) for him to be fired. Uh, Mayok's spirit guy fills her and everyone fills Mayok in. He's like, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta know. This is not good. Um, and so everyone goes to, like, the spirit world to stand up for Somun. Which is really sweet. And I thought it was funny when, like, they're all at the noodle shop and Somun's like, I gotta go up there. And so he, like, does his thing. Oh, yeah, and he, like, passes out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Motak has to, like, catch everyone's head. And then then his head is just, like flops on the table. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that was a moment that, like, actually really made me laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. So silly. Mm-hmm. 
Because it just, like, yeah, just the image of it just, like, plopping on the table. Yeah, it's just, like, a big, a big hit on the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, Moon is, like, scared and doesn't want to be fired, and he's like, just give me another chance, blah, 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 blah. And then Mayok has this, like, very dramatic speech in support of Moon, and it's really nice, and it didn't make me cry or anything, but it was just, like, really heartfelt and, like... Very sweet. Moon kind of teared up, because, I mean, he has his grandparents and he has his friends, but, like, it kind of seems like he hasn't had people, like, really look out for him. Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of been helping his grandma more than, like... Yes, absolutely. And his friends are sweet, and they look after him, but, like, they're children. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) it's just nice to have a mom, basically, in Mm Mayo. So, uh, we're kind of left with that, and we're like, okay, feeling good about it. But then, we also see some shady shit happening surrounding a new development plan that the mayor is in charge of, and... He's, like, making presentations, and he's, like, I guess affiliated with Taysen Company, or Taysen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the head of that company meets up with our, like, shitty drug user criminal rapist guy. And they're, like, hey, you need to be on better behavior because we can't keep, like, getting you out of jail. Like, you still work for us. Like, this, he, I think they say, like, the job isn't done. Or something. Mm-hmm. Which is very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what he did, or what he does for them. Um, but he mentions the shitty criminal guy. He's like, hey, I saw a guy that looked like Motok at the police station. And they're like, but he died. So these guys think he died, which is kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. And he's... I would think, I would think that him, like, <laughs> coming back... When the doctor was, like, shocked. and was like, I don't know how this is possible. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that would have made the news, like... Yeah, or, like, they would have at least had people, like, staking out mm-hmm. the scene. So, like, okay, he got transferred to the hospital. Which hospital? Like, okay, has he mm-hmm. been discharged yet? Like, in other dramas, they make it seem very easy to know who was in the hospital. Yeah. So... Really interesting. Yeah. Um, and if he used to be... If he used to be a detective, mm-hmm. I feel like other detectives would have known that. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of seems like uh, Jong Young is like the only one who mm-hmm. knew. I don't know. It's very weird. Hopefully, we'll get some more clarity. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he's like, I just said it was a lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Kind of yikes on that mm-hmm, front. Mm-hmm. So then the mayor and another wealthy looking dude who I didn't write his name down. <laughs> he's some like business guy. Uh, they go to a sauna slash like sports club place. And then another rich old dude in a wheelchair shows up and basically starts berating the mayor and is like <laughs> a big asshole. And basically talks about how the mayor's dad like was just like a farmhand who was poor and all this stuff. And but basically he's upset that he was left out of the redevelopment deal and insinuates that the mayor has an ulterior motive for pushing for the redevelopment plan. He's like, "How many bodies did you bury here? Like, <laughs> why are you basically like why are you rushing this thing?" 
Yeah, and the guys are all quiet. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't get his joke, which makes you wonder, like, hmm. How many bodies did you bury? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like, what's mm -hmm. happening? So, then we cut to our level three demon person getting an assignment to kill or, like, take care of, finger quotes, the wheelchair man. And I don't, I, it was unclear to me how all these people are related, like, the boss, so it looks like the guy, our level three demon guy, works at a junkyard or something, and maybe his boss is the son of either the mayor or the other wealthy dude. Mm-hmm. That's unclear to me. But somehow, They're all connected yeah, somehow. There's, there's a tree of some <laughs> sorts. Okay. So we're like, whoa, this is intense. Then we cut back to our little spirit guys, and Wegan agrees to keep Somun on and asks Mayok's spirit dude to look into Somun's parents. But he can't find them. There's no 2013. What? Mm-hmm. Also, we get a little nugget of him looking at a picture of his wife, maybe? Question mm-hmm. mark. And she's like, you, you're not supposed to have, like, possessions from the earthly world. and Because he, he was like, you're not supposed to look up dead people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're both kind of bending the rules. But I'm like, I wonder if we're going to get more story with, mm-hmm. with that. So, again, I'm liking these, like, little story nuggets. Yes, Kind totally. of thrown in there. But, like, not super obvious, like, here's something. It's just, like, I don't know. So good. Anyway. So Motok keeps digging deeper into his past and asks Jong-young if she can look up someone who he had in his old phone. Like, I think he had pictures or, like, something mm-hmm. written down. And at first she doesn't find anything, but it appears that the woman went missing the same day he went into a coma and Moon's parents died. And I think mm-hmm. she is presumed dead because she's been missing for more than five years. So, it's like, okay, we have another person. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, Motok starts telling Hana and Mayok about his findings, but Mayok urges him again to just turn everything into the police, <laughs> as they can't afford to break the rules anymore. And, like, yeah, like, who the fuck is he going to turn it into? Like, the police are the problem here. Yeah, yeah garbage Mm -hmm. so motok clearly wants to figure out what happened and hold the criminals responsible and accountable um and he tells mayok and hana that the last person he called before he died was soguan which again is someone's dad and he's like i'm just gonna call the number and see what happens and then we see that someone is the one with that phone number now which is like whoa crazy yeah so that's, like, our first end. And then our epilogue is, like, <laughs> I hate it. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we cut to our demon spirit guy brutally murdering the wheelchair guy with scissors. But, like, cutting him with scissors. Yeah, not just stabbing. I had never seen that before. I feel like no. being cut open with scissors is, like, way fucking worse. Like, that is awful. Yeah, that's crazy. That that scene ended, and then it went to the funny music, and Andrew just, like, started making fun of the music, but uh-huh. I was like, god damn! 
okay. Yeah, and the guy, what like... What did I just watch? The guy, like, puts on headphones, and he's, like, kind of clearing his mind, and then he just starts laughing, like, ooh, I hate it. I, hate I didn't it. like it. I didn't like it at all. Ugh. It's so good, but so bad. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. So, that was the end of episode four. Do we have thoughts and predictions? Because, like... Um, uh, I'm really, I'm really excited to know that that detective and Motok were once a couple. Mm-hmm. That's, like, an exciting little turn of events here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, like, she's helped to keep his being alive a secret. Yeah. Like, she knows some things up. I don't know. It just seems weird because she told him, like, don't come to the police station anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that, and I also feel like maybe she covered up their reports so poorly so that it would be obvious that, like, it was a cover-up, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's like, how did you even become a detective with this? Like, you didn't even try to cover it up. And it's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, maybe she, like, kept nuggets in there. Yeah. Um, so hoping someone would notice. Yeah. Maybe do something. I don't know. Gosh. Because, yeah, like, ruling his death a suicide is just crazy. Yeah. Like, it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, he got robbed, like, he got mugged. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he, and they, but they couldn't catch the guy. Like, that makes way more sense than he committed suicide and... And has stab wounds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Um. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a lot, but okay. Other predictions. Um, I feel like that fucking mayor kid is going to. I'm wondering if he's going to become an evil spirit, because he has so much like. Anger. Anger and like wanting to kill. Because mm-hmm. his like him, him or the big guys. But I think he's going to be the one because his mayor has some, his mayor dad has some sort of big role mm-hmm. in this whole thing. Yeah. Either that or he's going to be redeemed in some way. Like, I don't think he's going to be friends with So Moon, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like either he's going to go all bad or like come to the good side. <laughs> but I can see all bad. Yeah, totally. Um,. And where the hell are someone's parents? I know. That part, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no one in 2013, he said. Hmm. Crazy. Who's hiding them? Well, I'm wondering if, like, an evil were they, spirit... Were they sucked up by a spirit? That's what I was wondering. Hmm. And where is that spirit? Mm-hmm. What if the spirit's the mayor? But why would he well, be there? I don't know. I don't. I don't think that the mayor would do the dirty business right, of killing them. Right. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if it would be that guy that's been killing people. Hmm. I don't know. Well, because yeah, that guy's not old enough to. Yeah. Or, I mean, he doesn't look old enough to have been there. Yeah. For, like. But then he has that, like, really nasty scar where it looks mm-hmm. like he got fucking brain surgery or something. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Mm-hmm. No answers right now. Yeah. So good, though. <sighs> um, yeah, I feel like eventually Hana will, like, open up more to Somun because mm-hmm. she seems to have, like, a very caged-off mm-hmm. past. But I like her a lot. Currently, right now, I get a lot of sibling vibes from the two of them. Yeah. Not couple vibes. True. Yeah, I bet the couple is going to be the detective and Uh Motok and not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. Hmm. Um, Do we have anything else? Uh, You have some stuff written for fashion. Yeah, okay. I didn't clock anything. Let's kick it to fashion. Yes, God. I just said I like Hana's athleisure looks. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. can pull off a sweatpant and <laughs> little jacket thing and not look sloppy. Yeah. But yeah, this drama is not a very fashion no centric drama at all. Oh, we also totally. like Mayok's little neckerchief things. Oh yeah, those are cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's really it. Mm-hmm. Do you have an I love you? I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Mm, I'm going to say when the parents talk to the daughter. Mm-hmm. And they tell her, like, everything's okay and we're fine. Whatever. That's this is where one. that recipe is located. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I am... Well, I wrote down Mayok's speech, like, basically standing up for So Moon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And them just being, like, a little family. Because I think even at one point they say, like, you're like my son, or whatever, like, getting on my nerves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I just, like... So Moon having a good support system in his life. It makes me happy. And also, like, his friends. Their sweet little nerdy moment together. Yeah, people to back him up. On the rooftop, so. Those are (laughs) my two. Okay. Well, I haven't really been watching any other dramas yet. Just a lot of stuff going on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I've just been watching more Camping Vibes and Running Man. <laughs> Those are, like, my two, uh, but... Go-tos. Yeah. And, like, a little bit of delicious rendezvous here and there to get my cooking my <laughs> cooking on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I will report back. There are a few that I want to watch, and, like, Alex finally showed me how to use a VPN <laughs> so I can watch some of the dramas on Vicky that are like restricted nice in the US so I might watch Scarlet Heart which I don't know if I'm in a good place or not it has like an infamously sad ending hmm. so we'll see <laughs> but it's <laughs> I, it's supposed to be really good, like, it has IU, and it has one of the boys from EXO, 
and I think it has, I could be wrong, maybe not, I, I think it might have the guy from, uh, Flower of Evil, but as I'm saying that, Ooh. I'm second-guessing myself, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it has a guy who looks like him with, like, a very pointy chin. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it has, like, a lot of people in it, and... Cool. I don't know. We'll see if I start that one, or if I just keep it on the back burner until I can handle a sad drama in my life. <laughs> Do you have anything you've been watching? Um, I've just been rewatching Drag Race. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It's been great. Rewatching All Stars and all the fuckery. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Um, Alex and I started watching on Netflix. It's called The History of Swears or like Oh yeah, I saw that. Something like that. I, I saw it on there. I haven't seen it yet. It's actually pretty funny, and the episodes are really short, so we just, like, cool. watch one while we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also kind of fun, because, you know, we love to swear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, because it's, like, a mix of comedians and then, like, the academics, and mm. I just love dorky academic people. Mm-hmm. they make my heart kind of happy because they're, like, really <laughs> passionate about what they talk about, which is really yeah. sweet. Um, but they're also really dorky. <laughs> so, anyway. That's fun. Yeah. I think that's it from us for now. Or do you mm-hmm. have anything else? I think that's it. Cool. Okay, well, y'all watch episode five and six mm-hmm. of The Uncanny Counter. Mm-hmm. I always Tell feel like us. RuPaul, like, on Candy Counter, like, <laughs> enunciating all of this. Yes, yes. This, I feel like this would be a title that he would not be able to pronounce. No, all those C's? Yes, there's there's too or many C's. Uncanny Counter. Un- yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot. Yeah, I don't think he'd like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, mm. what were we going to say? Right. Sorry. Oh, uh, just tell us your thoughts on the places. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.